My name is Pastor William, and it's a joy for me to bring the Word of God this morning. We are back in the book of James after a beautiful Easter celebration. We are back to this wonderful book of James. So if you have your Bibles, will you please turn to me, with me, to James chapter 3. James chapter 3, and we will be looking at verses 13 through 18. Verses 13 through 18, and this is the powerful word of God. Who among you is wise and understanding? Let him show by his good behavior, his deeds, in the gentleness of wisdom. But if you have bitter jealousy and selfish ambition in your heart, do not be arrogant and so lie against the truth. This wisdom is not that which comes down from above, but it is earthly, natural and demonic. For where jealousy and selfish ambition exist, there is disorder in every evil thing. But the wisdom from above is first pure, then peaceable, gentle, reasonable, full of mercy and good fruits, unwavering without hypocrisy. And they see whose fruit is righteousness is sown in peace by those who make peace. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we come to your holy presence this morning with worship, with adoration, and praise. And now, Lord, will you please speak to our hearts through the power of your Holy Spirit. Thank you for this passage selected. Oh Lord, how we need your wisdom. Help us to reverend you because your word tells us that's the beginning of wisdom. Thank you, Lord. Speak, for we are listening. In Jesus' name, amen. So who among you this morning is wise? Among us sitting here this morning, who is wise? How many of us can raise our hands and say, yes, I'm wise. I have understanding. Well, wisdom is not something we can just assume we have. Not everyone has wisdom. Therefore, we need to examine our lives, and examination is required to show whether or not you and myself have wisdom. How do you and I know that we have wisdom? And if we have, what kind of wisdom is it? 
So James has a lot to say to us this morning in this passage. And let us pay close attention as the word of God impacts our hearts with his transforming truth. Amen? Amen. Uh, in the Greek language, the word wise refers to speculative uh, knowledge and philosophy. For those of you who have studied philosophy, it's all speculative knowledge. There's no definite eternal truth. If A equals B, then B will equal A. But now in all circumstances, something may interfere with A and will never be B. So it's just speculative. But in the Hebrew language, wisdom is the soundness of an action. The soundness of an action or a decision with regards to the application of knowledge, experience, and good judgment. That's the Hebrew. Wisdom is the soundness of our actions, our decisions, with regard to the application of knowledge, experience, and good judgment. In the beginning of this chapter, James addressed teachers or, and will be teachers how they should speak, how they should talk, how they should be mindful about the, the words they use. Now, I'm beginning with verse 13. James talked about how we should live, manifesting wisdom in how we live. How we talk is important. Or how we live is more important because we can hide between we can hide between our words and our true character cannot be revealed by words. You can be a captivating public speaker, but how do you live? How is your life? So James is concerned here with us uh, how we should live, how we live and how we are manifesting wisdom in how we live. So we see, we see two manifestations of wisdom here. And he said, who among you is wise and understanding? Let him show by his good behavior, his deeds in the gentleness of wisdom. So wisdom is shown, shown by our good behavior. That how people know that we are wise. But our conduct, our deeds, our action, how we live, and not so much so how we talk. I hear a lot of saying around here, you gotta walk the talk. So what is the manifestation of wisdom in my life, in your life, your conduct, your action? your behavior. And then, secondly, wisdom is shown by gentleness. Gentleness that characterizes our conduct reflects wisdom. Some people interpret gentleness as being weak, but that is far from the truth. Gentleness is not weakness. Being strong does not mean that you cannot be gentle. We can be strong and gentle. 
You can be a strong leader, but yet a gentle leader. So wisdom is manifested in good conduct, good behavior led by gentleness. In the days of James, gentleness or meekness was defined as strength under control. Strength under control. It was used of, of a wild horse. That people go and, and grab, put it down, and tame it. And now it becomes a gentle horse. You can ride on it slowly. slowly. It stays strong, but it's gentle. That's gentleness. Wisdom is shown in the gentleness of our conduct, in our behavior, in our action, in our deeds. But there are two kinds of wisdom this morning. Jim wants to tell us about two kinds of wisdom. The first one is elderly wisdom. Let's look at verses. Let's look at verses uh, 14 quickly. If you have your Bible, stay open. 14 to verses 14. He says here, but if you have bitter jealousy and selfish ambition in your heart, do not be arrogant and so lie against the truth. So you want to know how people have elder wisdom? Look at bitter jealousy in their lives. Wanting what others have, sometimes at all cost. The Old Testament tells us about three people who were burning with jealousy, and that's why actually the word jealousy means burning in flame in the inside. The word jealousy actually means that to inflame. Its description is what goes on inside a person who allows jealousy to take hold of him. So in the Old Testament, we, see, we, we know of three people who were really burning inside with jealousy. One was King Saul. The second was Queen Jezebel and her husband, King Ahab. You know King Saul? Burning with jealousy that David is coming to take the throne. He did everything to kill David. David was running for his life in caves. That's what jealousy does. You're not going to have what I have. I'm going, I'm going to stop you. And that's what King Saul was doing. Whatever King Jezebel and her husband here. Their neighbor, neighbor had a beautiful vineyard. And they wanted it at all costs. Ahab was relenting a little bit, but Jesse Ben said, You, you gotta get that vineyard. You gotta get that vineyard. And they did not rest until they executed labor and took his vineyard. All of bitter jealousy. Beta jealousy is an evidence of elder wisdom. But not only that, selfish ambition, seeking 
self-seeking, wanting to have your own way, no matter what, selfish ambition. One commentator said, some, some trouble can come from wanting to have your own way. It can bring trouble sometimes. No, no, nobody else but my own way. But you see, all the troubles can come from being allowed to have it. Did you get it? Trouble, some trouble come from wanting to have your own way. Others come from being allowed to have it. Selfish ambition. Arrogance. If you keep your Bible open, you'll see those, you'll see those uh, evidences of uh, other wisdom. Arrogance. Full of self, boastful. Exaggerated self-worth. One student left from home and went to the university, and he was majoring in philosophy, studying all the leading philosophy of Greek philosophers and, and, and some theories, transcendentalism and all that kind of stuff, epistemology. And he came home to, on vacation to visit, and one of his classmates came to visit him, and they went in the room and they started reviewing reviewing all the philosophical theories that they are learning. And they came to a quiet moment. I think one of the philosophers, they were med meditating or so. And his mom came to the door, honey, honey, dinner is ready. And he bounced up. What's wrong with you, lady? Can't you see that I, 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 I'm philosophizing, I'm, I'm meditating. And you see my friend here, what's wrong with you? Ow! You know I'm trying to be a philosopher. <laughs> and his mom quietly left the room. Arrogance. Boastful. Exaggerated self-worth. This student thought he knew he had wisdom. But he was arrogant. That's a sign of worldly wisdom, evidence. But not only will we see the evidence of, of worldly wisdom, we see the order. The worldly wisdom has an order. The first order, of course, is early. All its values are right here in essence and no more. They are not spiritual. Secondly, worldly wisdom, the second order is their natural, sensual, product of the flesh. Romans 8, 7 and 9 say, For the mindset on the flesh is hostile towards God, for it does not submit itself to the law of God, for it is not even able to do so, and those who are in the flesh cannot please God. They cannot please God. And thirdly, early wisdom is demonic. It's demonic. 
it is, it is the ways of the devil. He opposes everything that honors God. Satanic forces are at work in elder wisdom. Satan and angels sometimes he himself displays himself as light. You know how Satan came to hide. He was Isaiah 14, 13 to 14 tell us that he was one of the angels. But he became so proud. I want to ascend to the throne of God. I want to take the throne over. God said, you go down. And he came down with all his fallen angels. So the order, that's the order of early wisdom, according to James. It's early, it's natural, sensual, it's demonic. But why is the outcome? Why James wants us to be careful how we subscribe to elder wisdom, the outcome is all confusion. All confusion, disorder, and everything evil. And everything evil. Look, look at uh, verse 16 quickly. Verse 16. Where, for where jealousy and selfish ambition exists, there is disorder and everything evil. Amen. And everything evil. So, Elder Wisdom, look around the world today. Look around the world today. It's all confusion. Confusion in governments, in global politics, in the environment. It is all confusion and disorder promoting the destructive agenda of Satan. God is not a God of confusion, but a God of peace. And these are all the deeds of the flesh. They are all deeds of the flesh. Look at Galatians 5. Look at Galatians 5. Nineteen, beginning with. Now the deeds of the flesh are evident, which are immorality, impurity, sensuality, idolatry, sorcery, enmity, strife, jealousy, outbursts of anger, disputes, dissension, faction, envying, drunkenness, carousing, of, and the things like these, of which I forewarn you, just as I have. Forewarn you that those who practice such things will not inherit the kingdom of God. That's worldly wisdom. Now look at the heavenly wisdom. Heavenly wisdom, look at verses, verses 17 to 18 of our book, James, James 3. Seventeen, it is a but the wisdom from above is first pure. It's pure. It's holy. The heavenly wisdom is pure. Then peaceable. Then gentle. Reasonable. 
full of mercy and good fruit, unwavering without hypocrisy. And the seed whose fruit is righteousness is sown in peace by those who make peace. Heavenly wisdom. Heavenly wisdom. Here, James draws a sharp contrast between early wisdom and heavenly wisdom. Whereas early wisdom are full of bitter jealousy, selfish ambition, arrogance, hypocrisy, and all the vices you can name, heavenly wisdom is different. It is pure. Purity, light. It dispels darkness. It is not self-serving, but it is God-glorifying. Heavenly wisdom. And look at the characteristics of heavenly wisdom. Why is James emphasizing this to believers, to us? We have to be careful. We have to be careful. What wisdom are we subscribing to? What is reflecting in our character, in our actions? He said, heavenly wisdom is peaceable. It comes, it promotes godly peace. Peace on earth, goodwill to all men, we sing sometimes during Christmas. Christ is the center of heavenly wisdom. He is the prince of peace. Heavenly wisdom is gentle. It is considerate. It is patient. Paul tells us in Philippians 4, 5, Paul says, let your gentle spirit be evident. Let it be known. The law is near. Heavenly wisdom is reasonable. It carries the idea of being willing to be shown where you are wrong. Pastor Jao, you are wrong. If I'm reasonable, I will listen to you. I say yes. Thank you. Thank you for putting that on. Where did I go wrong? So, so, and so. Thank you. That's being reasonable. To submit to reason. Admit that you are in the wrong. And say, I am sorry. I am sorry. That is heavenly wisdom. And James said, heavenly wisdom is also on wavering. And this means to be impartial. Amen? Because he said earlier, anyone likes wisdom, let him ask God who will give it and does not waver. To be, in, to be partial. To be impartial is unwavering. Show no favor favoritism. James tells us that earlier in the piece that God showed no partiality. He does not waver. And heavenly wisdom is full of mercy and good fruit. Mercy. It is not self-righteous. Looking down on those who have made mistakes or who have sinned, no way. It's not having the wisdom. Those who have made mistakes, made foolish decisions, and are now 
halting and suffering as a result. Heavenly wisdom does not laugh. Ha, 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 look at you. But heavenly wisdom will come down by their side. How can I help? Willing to help. Heavenly wisdom never judges others, but merciful to, towards them. Christ said, blessed are the merciful, for they will obtain mercy. For they will obtain mercy. Christ showed mercy to Peter. I don't, I don't know if it were you, he denied him three times. This is the man who was ahead of the disciples. I never knew that man, and he started cursing. Maybe it was you and me. The first time we confront Peter, we say, how dare you? How can you do that? Elder wisdom of Christ, restore him. Restore him. Go tell Peter, feed my lamb. I still got work for you. I still got plan for you, Peter. You will continue to lead this, this group of disciples. I believe in you. Not because you made a mistake, you deny me, but I told you, and you didn't believe me. Full of mercy. Heavenly wisdom is without hypocrisy. It's defined as a person who, who, who puts on a false appearance of virtue of religion, who acts in contradiction to a state of belief or feelings, pretending. Pretending is not heavenly wisdom, it's elder wisdom or misleading. And then finally, what is the doing of our heavenly wisdom? It produces the seed of the fruit of righteousness. It produces right, right living in the sight of God. In Hosea 10, 12, we are told, sow with a view of righteousness, reap in accordance with kindness, break up the fallow ground, for it is time to seek the Lord until he comes to rain righteousness on you. For it is time to seek the Lord until he comes to rain righteousness on you. Are your, are your hearts, the soul of your heart, hiding that these characteristics of heavenly wisdom cannot find, cannot find roots? Moses oh, said, break, break, break the fallow ground, the hardness of your heart. And let God rain righteousness on you. See, if you are a true representative of heavenly wisdom. A young man came to an old man who are considered wise. And he said, sir, I want knowledge. People from everywhere come to you and you, and you infuse knowledge unto them. I want knowledge. The, the old man said, are you serious? You want, you want knowledge? He said, yes. And he asked him three times, what do you want? Knowledge. 
What do you want? Knowledge. What do you want? Knowledge. Or you might say, follow me. And he went to this river. The old man grabbed him, pushed him under the water for three seconds. He raised you up. What do you want? Knowledge. Going back, back there again, 10 seconds. He raised him up. What do you want? Knowledge. And then he pushed him down for 30 seconds. And then he let him up. <sighs> what do you want? Air. I want air, Professor. I want air. <coughs> Excuse me. I want air. I said, yes. Now, if you want knowledge that you grasp him for air, then you're ready to receive knowledge. Righteousness. Do we want right living? Live right before God? Just as we grasp for air, we cannot stay with our air for 30 seconds or a certain amount of time. And we, I think that's how we should crave for righteousness. God, God said if we hunger and thirst after righteousness, we will be satisfied. That's my heart cry today. Righteousness. Let us thirst and hunger. Not only for righteousness, but all the characteristics of heavenly wisdom. Because it grows, it is sown in peace by peacemaker. Heavenly wisdom seeks peace and promotes peace. This kind of wisdom is not the absence of trouble. This peace we're talking about, yeah, in the war you will have trouble. But be a good cheer. It is rather the confidence that Jesus is with you and with me always, no matter what we face. That's peace. Heavenly wisdom also reflects the fruit of the Spirit. Look at Galatians 5 again, beginning with verse 22. See, Paul is really aligned with what, I mean, Jim is aligned with Paul in terms of fruit of the Spirit and fruit of the flesh. Look at verse 22. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, Goodness, faithfulness, yeah, that word comes again, gentleness, self-control. Against such, there is no law. Amen. Amen. In conclusion, friends, James has laid out two kinds of wisdom. Elder wisdom, or worldly wisdom, and heavenly wisdom. And he's challenging us to answer the question, which wisdom leads your life? Which wisdom is leading my life? If your life or my life is revealing jealousy, by the way, bitter jealousy, savage ambition, and the like, we are being led by worldly wisdom. Following the whims of the devil, in contrast, if we are showing that our conduct, our lives, 
purity, passion for holiness, peace, gentleness, and mercy, etc., then we are being led by the wisdom from above, heavenly wisdom. Let's examine ourselves this morning. If there are traces of other wisdom, let's bring them to God. Father, I have bitter anger. I have been fighting this jealousy. I have, have that been merciful? I'm always judgmental. God said he will help us. Jesus suffered on the cross, died, and rose again to give us eternal life that we might walk in the newness of life, reflecting in our conduct, heavenly wisdom. Heavenly wisdom. If you are here this morning, you have not accepted the Lord Jesus Christ as your personal Savior, I ask you to do so this morning. Otherwise, you are on a sinking scene because everything about the life, about the devil will come to an end, will be destroyed. Only those who surrender to Christ will have eternal life here and forever with God in heaven. If you are here this morning, you and I, who have accepted Christ, the Lord Jesus, by allowing worldly wisdom to creep into our lives and thereby pleasing the devil, we need to repent and rededicate our lives to him. Let us pray. Lord, search us, O God, and know our hearts this morning. Psalm 139 tells us, you know all about us. We can't hide anything. You know our character. You know whether or not, Lord, we are evidencing wisdom from above that comes from you. Oh God, see if there are any hurtful ways, wicked ways in us, and Father, lead us in the way of everlasting, the way of heavenly wisdom. Thank you for the passage this morning. May we leave from here, Lord, not forgetting why we've heard, but this week, going to work on our character, work on our action, our conduct, our behavior, and help us to reflect the characteristics of heavenly wisdom. It will be all to your glory. In Jesus' name, amen.